to be the world champion with a body like that. And this man, and that's the bottom line. The reign of the modern day Maharaja. And now, your world podcast champions. Oh yes, Rumbling Reality is here. I am one of your hosts, Ramsey, and you have the other guy, the man, the myth, the peon, Travis. The peon. <laughs> I was waiting for that. The peon. Yeah, the peon. You know, you know what a peon is? Uh, please explain. The peon's like a, a peasant or like servant or like some kind of you know civilian. So you're you're calling me a servant and you're... <laughs> You're combining me with something of like a pee on. Come on, man. Yeah, man. You never played World of Warcraft back in the day, whenever the old school ones. Whenever no, you... I never played that. Not even for one day. Oh, I guess you're not a nerd. You're just so cool and popular, and I'm just the nerd here in the show. Yeah, in this case, yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, well, that's established. I mean, at least we got <laughs> something established in control, boy. Speaking of established, sorry for the one-week uh, absence. I was tired, and Travis obliged, and we took a little week off. I mean, it just—I mean, we gotta do what we gotta do, you know. Yeah, you know, we're humans. We're not a—we're uh, not us um, Swiss uh, Supermans here. That was a Cesaro joke. Oh, That's so true. what? Uh, <laughs> what's the first thing is on your mind, Travi? Oh, uh, NXT was last night. I didn't so get to watch it. You still haven't watched it? No. How I get home late and I was like, "Oh dang!" I don't want to hear your excuses, Ramsey. <laughs> you can well, wake up early. They've got it on replay at the WWE Network. I just woke up like thirty minutes ago when I texted you. Do what? I just woke up like thirty minutes ago. Oh, that means you could have spent two more hours after you got off work last night watching. That's what, what you could have done. What? That's what you could have done. Yeah, I guess you're right. But you know what? I didn't. I well, did good. hear Velveteen and. Uh, uh, Alistair Black had an amazing match. Very well done match by the That's two surprising. Well, that's what a lot of people were saying too, and they even said it on commentary that since Velveteen's only been uh, wrestling now for about three years, and he had such a, a good showing against Alistair. And they said they expected it from Alistair, but not from Velveteen. That's that's the point is that he's. He's only been in training for like three years, and he is literally a WWE homegrown product. Mm. And it's like, wow, he actually could put on a good match. I'm still not a fan of necessarily the character because I just don't like the way he delivers things on the mic. Um, yeah, I, I think that, mean. that's the only thing that bothers me about him. If he could get the mic work down solid, then it's I like he's not be, for sure yet. Yeah. It's it's just the way he delivers it too is pretty much in the same tone the whole time. So it's like, eh, I'm not really a fan of it. So I heard, if you have not watched um, NXT War Games yet, past this part, um, I heard that we have a new champion, NXT. Champion. Yeah. So let's let's go ahead and make this uh, let make this known now since we'll see. I'm gonna put my stuff. I didn't think to see it. Well, and I'm gonna again. I'm gonna say from this point for those that didn't see it and want to watch it, quit listening now, and then Just go fast watch forward. it. No, no, don't quit listening. Fast forward like... You didn't let me finish, fool. <laughs> they may, they may have already stopped listening. Well, I was going to say, just listen, go watch it, and or like stop listening for the moment, go watch it, and then come back and listen no, to the No, don't, don't listen to him. Just fast forward two minutes. 
No, because uh, we're going to be discussing this. <laughs> Do you know how many so people no. are going to forget to come back to us? They won't forget to come back because they're going to... If gonna, I was like, this big man, I would trade you for uh, Michael Cole. If they today. were interested, if they're interested in what we have to say, that means they're already listening to the podcast, so they're going to want to know what we have to say about it. <laughs> this Moron. A, this is a banter kind of day. Stupid idiot. <laughs> uh, okay, keep going. So, uh, okay. so I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised that... They let um, – was this Drew McIntyre's first or second defense? Second title defense. Dang, it just sucks that he wasn't a little more established for a while. Well, and of all people too, I would have – I mean, I think I would – I'm not even going to say disappointed because I'm not necessarily disappointed. But I really would have hoped for Roderick Strong to get uh, yes. to get the title of anybody. But to have Andre Cien Almas do it and beat Drew McIntyre, I was like, whoa. I kind of like him though. But, I know I, I do I like I like his work I like what they've done here in the last few uh, few months with him and Selena Vega, oh, but I was I like Selena whoa oh. I, I couldn't believe it when I watched it but unfortunately with that kind of shock came some bad news so yeah. can we just talk so, about Selena for a little bit? You go ahead. Oh no, I just want to talk about her. You can start with it. No no no, you <laughs> wanted to bring her up. Go ahead. Is she's like did we talk about it last time? I feel like she's a more a more um, refined Melina. Uh, very well could be. Do you think so? I mean, she, she just talks better on the mic. But I don't know. Does she have good matches? Like, can she wrestle? I don't know. She Oh, yeah. She can wrestle. That's what I she thought. She wrestled down in Mexico for so long. So, thought, I mean, okay. she definitely can wrestle. I think she'll be something in the future. Like, she, I mean, she is really good on the mic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely going to give her a run for her own money. Like, as a single star, it's just going to be... Uh, just a, and they don't have, do they have that? I, I can't even think about it. Do they really have that Spanish women's wrestler right now? That as well. I mean, we don't have any, right? Or not? not that I can, not that I'm aware of. And I guess I'm, you you wouldn't really put um, what's that one girl that didn't really make it well? Um, it's been there for a while now. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Rosa Mendez. Oh yeah, well she's not even there anymore. So and I wouldn't consider her a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, she's been gone for. Oh man, at least year two years now. Is it man? Time flies. Yeah, I want to say it's been almost two years, if not a little bit longer. So wow. Um, so we didn't really. Um... Oh, well, we're in NXT. What's that? Uh, what's this guy's name again? Uh, I forgot his name. Oh dang! Everybody's really on. Loves him so much. He's a big guy. A really big guy. Um, he had a match. Uh, with... I... Oh, Lars. Lars. Sol- Why is? Uh, explain to me. Why is everybody on loves Lars so much? He I don't know what it. I honestly don't know exactly what it is about him that uh, that that people necessarily like. I think he's cool. I think he's a good guy. There's something different about him in regards to his look, um, but I, I can't tell you as exactly why everybody I mean, is necessarily enjoying on Twitter him and stuff are like all about Lars. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, am I well, missing something? Well, he proved himself that he can actually get into a good match. Granted, Minus was, last week. Well, and my whole thing with uh, with Lars is they've given him squash matches. This yeah. is the first time that he's really been in a a full fledged match with uh, with Cassius Ono of all people too. Yeah. And Cassius has already made his name on the independent scene before, and even uh, for his first run in NXT as well. So it's not like he wasn't. He's kind of getting bored with his too, though. Do what? He's getting a little boring to me. 
Knock well, they don't they don't use him consistently. Yeah. That's that's kind of the problem. If they were to use him more consistently, it probably wouldn't be as big of a deal. Yeah. That's at least that's my approach. We'll, we'll probably come back to NXT in a little bit. So I want to ask I want to ask you, what did you feel like it was a real big surprise when Ric Flair came back? Do you think Charlotte actually knew he was back there cuz I couldn't tell. I watched the clips and watched the um on Hulu a couple times in a row it was like that little snip. I was like yeah. she acted like you know, he wasn't going to be there, but when he came out, she wasn't really that excited and overexcited for it. I was like, I wonder if she knew or not. Well, I saw some earlier in the day where they said that, uh, uh, they said that he had been spotted backstage. So oh, okay. I'm pretty sure she knew. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering, I was like, didn't seem very, she didn't seem very surprised. Oh, oh I mean, and on top of that, the title change. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily more of a surprise. I think, I mean, Charlotte's pretty good for what she can do, but I don't know if we would call her like a, a Oscar-worthy actress. So yeah. I mean, <laughs> what's up? What's up? All that's kind of segues my next thing. What is up with all these title changes right before a pay-per-view? It's very, I, it's very odd what Vince is trying to do before it's different. Well, here's the thing with this whole different uh, with Survivor Series. I think. Uh, WWE saw how much of a shitty card Survivor <laughs> yeah. Series was, um, and the fact that there was only going to be really one good match on the entire card, yeah. um, and that was going to be the five-on-five five elimination match. Um, so, I mean, when you have so many people dogging your product right now, because because um, you feel you feel like you're not going to put on a good show, then it's one of those things where you got to start making changes to your show. So, yeah, there are major changes. Yeah, but, I mean, him making these changes, to me, has made Survivor Series much better. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I I don't know why so many people I'm reading online. This I think it's really true. I think us as wrestling fans, we, Never we've happy. gotten to a point now where you can't please it. <laughs> you can't please the people. It's so Seriously. true. You really can't. Everybody bitches and moans about something. And a prime example would be uh, WrestleMania, for instance, right? Um, I made a comment on Twitter about, um, it may have been a little over a month ago now, and I said how WrestleMania overall, uh, for the whole thing, was a great show. It yeah. had wrestling, it had story, it had surprise, it had shock, and hell, at the end of the show, it even pulled some emotions out of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's the perfect show. When you have every element in the world you can think of uh, posted into one show, then you had a good you have a good outing. I mean, people weren't excited really about a Goldberg Lesnar match, but it's like uh, somebody pointed out on a what culture at one time about that that match with Goldberg and Lesnar at Mania is these two guys can prove that you don't need to have. 15 to 20 or 25 or 30 minute spectacles with them because that's not what they're built for. And, and when they actually are just doing what they are built to do, you can still make intrigue out of it. I mean that in that whole match and you can go back and watch it. It's only a 10 minute long match from entrances to finish. Um, It's literally uh, German suplex F five spear jackhammer. And repeat. That's it. Two. Mm-hmm. There's four moves, all together. Oh yeah. Four moves. So it's like you it know. Was, it was longer than most people were expecting, though. So. It did, but it still had just as much intrigue. People were still just as hyped to see it, 
And at the end of the day, people were still excited at the end of the day when the when the final bell rang. So it showed that you don't need to have epic confrontations sometimes between two big names like that, especially when they're just big brute guys that fight. And since have you brought, literally since go you brought Goldberg up, man, did you watch? Do what? Since you brought Goldberg up, I was going to bring it up for later, but you keep segueing for me. Dang, did you see the Goldberg uh, uh, thing, the, uh, 20, what's it called, the, 24? Yeah, it was, it was good. Man, I cried. It's so good. Goldberg, Goldberg, I think, is – I. Everybody has said before that he's actually a very great guy. Like he's yeah. a, a amazing guy to be around. One of the nicest guys that you can meet. But it was the wrestling business that was turning him into a prick. You know. <laughs> yeah. And and even he said that too. He was like, it's just I wasn't. You know, it was all because I came to WWE. And and I don't think all of this is his fault because in WCW he was a big deal. But WCW didn't really have as noted, the backstage elements that WWE did. WWE yeah. was the place you wanted to go if you really had a passion for this industry. That's where you wanted to be because you knew that you could actually work with people who have just as much love and passion for this business mm -hmm. as you do. Yeah. WCW was, as a lot of guys have said, is like a vacation for the, for the most part. That's why a lot of guys that were in the undercard of WCW were getting frustrated because it was like they were putting in all this hard work and yet nothing was ever coming of it you yeah. know what i mean so it, it becomes it becomes an ever fighting uh, issue of like well what you know wh why am i still here why am i still doing this whereas guys like nash and hall and hogan and things like that really at that point were just in it to make money definitely uh, so when i just thought all in you all have that element yeah. that's yeah. the element goldberg grew up in you know that's that was where he was he was trained in, you know, you yeah. go in, you do your job, you go home. And that's not how it was in WWE. And I think that's how he rubbed people the wrong way. They even made mention of that in the 24 special mm -hmm. was that Goldberg was there to do his job. And then he wanted to go home, but that wasn't good enough. It was like, you were looked down upon for doing that. And he made a lot of sense in that. It was like, if you're going in and doing your job, why are you getting, you know, chastised for it? Because he wanted, you didn't want to play Paul. He's even, he said in the thing, he didn't want to play politics. He didn't want to like, you know, mingle with everybody he wasn't the kind of person there's been a lot of guys like that whether it's been there's a lot of red to be guys that have been top stars so who didn't ultimate warriors a prime example of that oh he didn't mingle a lot no dude ultimate warrior is one of is, is a guy who has one of the worst reputations yeah i knew uh, that but i didn't know he wasn't like a mingler yeah no i mean he in that whole uh documentary shoot thing that they Oops, came out on, with to be the world champion one second I don't know why like the intro's playing right now one second oh. okay the, the intro started playing out of nowhere what, oh that's okay what the okay you keep going uh it was a situation where ultimate warrior was he wasn't he wasn't a fan really of the business he was just yeah. business you know what i mean yeah yeah so so it is what it is, um, but man, when you like, especially when they showed that scene of Goldberg getting into the gorilla position and meeting Triple H there, I know. Just, just him smiling, he was like, I, "I was like, you ever seen me smile like this before?" He's like, "I've never seen this before." So, <laughs> so it was cool. It was cool to see him happy about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess uh, we won't be expecting. Um... What's that guy's name? Dang, the announcer who has all the drama going on. 
Who? Freak. Hold on. Dang. Let me go back to my freaking. Let's go back to rumbling. Let's go back to rumblingrumors.com because it's the head. It's the head article right now. Um, no. Let's see. Oh, uh, David Otunga. You heard about this going on? All the drama. Oh yeah, there? yeah. <laughs> so know, people that man, don't it's... know about it, David Otunga, the announcer for SmackDown, right? No. Raw. He was. Remember, he originally got switched over in the draft to Raw, Raw, but Booker T took his spot while he was off filming a movie, and we never heard from him since. Is that what it is? Okay, well, he was supposed to be a Well, part. he took over the, I'm sorry, he took over the pre-show duties for pay-per-views. That's what it was. Yeah, no, I, no, I was like, I know I've seen him. So he was going to be calling, uh, you know, do, or doing that again at a Survivor Series, but there's drama going on, so he has a domestic dispute with celebrity and girlfriend. Is it wife? I don't think it's his wife. Fiance. Uh, they never Fiance. Jennifer Hudson. And yep. I think as of, uh, I mean, supposedly uh, Jennifer Hudson was maybe messing around with um, some movie guy, um, some producer, and he may have found yep. out and called it out and whatever. And I guess um, domestic battery investigation was going on. And I heard recently that now a restraining order is officially filed. I'm not sure yep. if that's true or not, but it doesn't look like. Uh, and so basically he pulled himself from a Survivor Series. So I'm wondering if this is the downfall of David Otunga not coming back again, which it's not a big deal, but I just thought we'd talk about it. <laughs> well, and I don't know if it, 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 this is this is the only thing that that kind of frustrates me about it is the second that somebody uh, throws an allegation like that, mm -hmm. it it's, ruins, it ruins that for no reason. Yeah, and honestly, I don't even know if David Otunga really would have done that or not. And it's I like say that, that yeah. I say that for a number of reasons. One, uh, actually, the most important reason, David Otunga. He used to, he was a uh, he was a contestant, if you will, on a old reality show. For those of you that used to love uh, trashy VH1 reality shows, hell yeah, uh, just like myself. Uh, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, he was a uh, he was on the second season of I Love New York, and oh really? Uh, I didn't know that. He actually won it. Um, uh, I want to say I believe he actually won the second season. Um, his uh, his name on there was Punk of all people. Oh God! Um, but I can't <laughs> remember I can't remember how she gave him that name. But uh, at one point they brought his sister and his mother on the show. Yeah. And uh, his mom was a very down home like Southern Christian Baptist type woman. You know, so, and he even said that in his little interviews that they would do for the show. And he was like, you know, this is it's not really my mom's style. You know, she's not used to seeing stuff like this, things like that. Um, so being that you kind of got a glimpse into how he was brought up and raised. Yeah, I highly doubt that somebody like him, even of his size and build, would ever physically hurt a woman like that. Because when you grow, especially when you're growing up in a single parent household like he did with, uh, with his mom like that, I don't. And, that's what you and scratch too. I don't like, know if they ever usually, said they so. develop more respect for women than you know to whatever. That's what I'm saying. This, and I don't want to. And and scratch what I said about the single parent thing. I don't know if she was a single mom or not. I want to say she was, but I could be wrong on that one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's that was kind of my point there. Is you he develops a different type of personality when you grow up in that environment. I can speak for that myself as well. So um, I don't think he would have done that. I think it's just her way to try to stay face. I think there actually may be some truth to it that she got caught cheating. 
I, mean, I, I don't, don't think that's. I mean, it, it, if she got caught cheating, it would make him. You know, I don't know. They probably could have just pushed each other. You know, got each other's faces. But sometimes people, sometimes legal people, make the woman or guy just file those allegations. So it you know becomes more like safe face. Yes, yeah. safe face exactly. So they may have gotten he may have gotten into their face and stuff, and she may have felt scared, but or whatever. But it doesn't mean he actually hit her, and we don't know that, so it's not good to rush to judgment and you know attack his character. Because nowadays, especially right now, everybody's been you know being attacked over allegations over somebody they you know whatever you know forty years ago, and there's no real proof. People are just like oh he's a bad guy or he's a bad girl. It's like dang yeah, you know it's like you don't know yet. Yeah, and it's that's that's kind of sad about some stuff. There's, I mean, there's some of those like going around right now that that are real. Yeah, yeah which are absolutely true. Um, but then there's some where it's like, yeah, you're you're bringing up something that happened years ago that none of us can really prove unless somebody goes out and admits it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At which point you're like, okay, well, I guess it was true. So. Yeah. Um. So suppose. Oh, hold on. Actually, that's not really. A- Good topic. Oh, uh, yeah. On a, on a somewhat good good note, I guess we'll say, uh, talks with Neville seem to be going a lot smoother. Really? So, yeah. As it turns out, uh, there was a lot of a lot of speculation, rumors going around that Neville was leaving because he was tired of his spot in the cruiserweight division. That he was never going to be seen as anything more. Um, that he was upset about having to drop the title to Enzo and things like that. Mm-hmm. And apparently, there's a lot of untold truths that. Uh, that never surfaced until like just recently. Uh, for one, the whole he was frustrated about dropping the title to Enzo and things like that. Turns out, uh, from what I've read here over the last week or so, he actually wasn't upset with that. That him and Enzo were actually good friends backstage. Oh. So, so he really didn't have an issue with that. Well, then he should uh, be. He should go on Twitter and at least say that. I think he. I think more so, it's an issue of he had a problem with how he was being handled and how things mm. were being done, how he was being treated and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with that, you yeah. know. It because I'm sorry again. I go back to what I said. I think either on our last episode or the episode before, when you have writers that don't know a damn thing about wrestling and they come from another world and they just have a degree in writing, <laughs> I know, or they come from soap operas or whatever. And you don't really know who these people are, what their characters are, who they're about, or whatever the case may be. You're not really going to take your time to invest in these people and find out what really makes them tick. And that's the most frustrating thing, I think, as the talent, is that mm-hmm. you've got writers that are writing about stuff, something they know nothing about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I 100% agree. I, I think you talked about that on Twitter recently, too, with uh, with somebody on there. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, I 100% agree with that freaking thing. But it is good to see that, um, I guess, talks with WWE and Neville are starting to soothe out and go a little bit smoother. Well, that's good. I always like Neville. That's good. I do, too. I like Neville. I think his I think his career had a resurgence after he got thrown Definitely. into the cruiserweight division and became, in my opinion, one of the top heels of the company because that whole king of the cruiserweight gimmick worked well like, oh yeah it's... i really worked, worked really well and i'm actually reading right now this isn't a spoiler it's just a rumor supposedly he's going to be returning next month that'll be good yeah. I, i'll be happy to see that i, th- I actually kind of like what they're doing with the cruiserweights here lately they're starting to actually throw some bigger names into the division they have you know, to they, well they they put enzo in there which i think that was a great idea to uh, let a talker get in there um, Neville is a great worker, so he's there. They finally moved Kalisto over there after I don't know how the hell. Yeah, but Kalisto versus that's you're that, that's good for him and good for the show. 
but Kalisto versus Enzo for the title, something most people did not want to see. No, but I guarantee you eventually, if things do work out with Neville, that we're going to see Kalisto versus Neville, and that will be amazing to watch. Yeah, with I can see that one being a good one. But, uh, yeah. They've had good matches in the past on SmackDown before, so mm. it's like, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where they can make it happen now, even on a, on a more centralized stage. Um, there's rumors going around that Hideo Itami is about to get called up from NXT to go into the 205 Live Cruiserweight division. So, oh, that's something for him at least. That's what I'm saying. They're starting to get names uh, put in there, and that to me is beneficial. There's guys that are in that Cruiserweight division right now that I think are sorely uh, underrated, and four of them that come to mind are Rich Swan, uh, Cedric Alexander, who I'm still hoping will get a title run eventually, uh, Tony Nese is the exact same way, and Jack Gallagher. I think all four of those are the standouts from the actual cruiserweights that weren't popular on WWE or weren't already on WWE TV before the cruiserweight division took off again. Yeah, and you uh, still got names like Brian Kendrick who are still there too, so that can only help the product. That's true. I think once you start getting some more established names and established characters – the cruiserweight division will be okay. It's it's starting to get its footing. You know, it's not anywhere close to being a huge success in my opinion right now. Um, if anything, they're still floundering, but they're making strides to become better, which is I agree. which is good. So I'm I'm okay with what they've done. So, so how do you feel with... about the man with no chin, the James Ellsworth finally being released? Um, what do you think? Because he I mean he was he a comic relief? Was he worth being there? I mean it's. I mean, he. I mean, if you saw my thing on a, uh, I shared on RumblingRumors.com, he actually has more. He had than, a pretty good WWE tenure for a year. I mean, he so. has a lot more accomplishments than half of the WWE locker room right now. Yeah, and <laughs> he's worked two with title, a lot of good two names. WWE title defenses. You know, he's you know won the Not money that, in the bank. Not title defenses, just been a challenger. Let's get that correct. D- oh, challenger. Sorry. Yeah, he uh, wasn't. A, yeah, he never I'm won sure the you title. never. I'm sure you never mess up on words, you peon. Uh, and. All right. uh, and he um, he's done he's done a quite a bit of stuff and I did not know this when I was writing the article on him on rumblingrumors.com when I was writing the article on him I really didn't realize he actually outsold Roman Reigns and Goldberg t-shirts uh, his little chin t-shirt he had he sold for a little while he sold more t-shirts than that like a week or two I think that's, yeah that says something yeah it is whether it's funny or comical a comical shirt whatever it's pretty funny and you know yeah. he got over because AJ Styles. Well, I think yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. But I also think that just his work ethic to be good um, for the spot that he was in is also what helped him as well. Um, I thought the the Carmella and Ellsworth pairing was very good. Um, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, it's kind of sad that that's not going to be the case anymore. I think it did run its course. Yeah. Um, I do think that maybe they should have thought about throwing him in the cruiserweights too, just to see how he would do. Um, but I also have to say that if if this this rumor were particularly true, which I again don't know if it was or wasn't, this is just pure speculation. But I guess Vince had an idea up for WrestleMania this year to put Charlotte against James Ellsworth for I the women's that. title, yeah. saying that James Ellsworth was a transgender, mm-hmm. and I'm like. What the hell are they talking about and why? I saw that too. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Somebody, like, yeah, is, somebody... is Vince McMahon's totally lost it? No, I think it actually said, I think it's safe to say Vince McMahon has completely lost his mind. Yep. 
it's I'm sorry. This is the guy, Vince McMahon. I guess we really, really shouldn't be surprised considering this is also the same guy who suggested an incest angle to his very own daughter and son at one point in time. What? So you didn't know about that? What? No. Tell me that. Okay, so in 2006, when DX first came back, yeah, um, during the feud with Shawn Michaels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you remember at that time, Stephanie was pregnant with Triple H's uh, first, oh my the, with God. their first kid. Oh, my God. So, yes. Uh, yes, and Stephanie admitted that, I don't know if you've seen it or not, There is a there was a, a, a documentary DVD that came out, <laughs> like the ones we like about Vince McMahon called McMahon. Yeah. Uh, I actually own it. It, and I've watched it before, and Stephanie herself goes on record as to say that uh, it was an idea pitched to her uh, for my dad to be the father of my child, but I definitely told him no because I can't fake kiss my father on TV. Just no. She goes, I understand, you know, that That's that so happens. freaking like Jerry Springer, like, I don't know, what is that? Oh. But then it gets better because after she said no to that, then he came back and pitched Shane to be the father. Oh of my her baby. god! That and would... he, <laughs> she again was like, "No." She's like, "I understand stuff like that has happened in our world and is something that does happen but this day and age." Once they do that, times, Travis. But... Once they did something like that, then like they'd have to like go off on it for a long time, like four years down the road. I mean, that could still be, like, jokes. And, you know, I mean, there's just so many things involved. It's a serious storyline. It's it's just gross. I mean, what let's just call heck? it what it is. Yeah, that makes it, you think Vince has some, like, something wrong with him then. Oh, I'm sure he does. But as, as he says... Uh, I, hope, I mean, I personally time. hope no scandal or no crap comes out about Vince because that would really hurt WWE. Man, what, what do you mean no skin? I mean, I'm just saying Vince being like one of those power dom- dominant kind of guys, and he's and if he is pitching those kind of ideas, it just makes me think I don't know some kind of scandal. Because you know I'm not saying this is true, but like it's one of those things in WWE you don't really talk about. You like it's kind of like you just keep everything there. So you know when you have these stars that talk about little things like oh people in the back are rude or this one wrestler is really mean to everybody, it makes you know headlines. It makes like all the sheets go oh, you know whatever. But when you know nobody, like- ever, nobody ever talks about scandals, you know you know being in a sexual environment in the back, everybody's half dressed and everybody's all pumped up on whatever and testosterone boosters. You know there's been plenty of times a lot of wrestlers back in the day hit on women and I can imagine HBK being forward and stuff back in the day. Can you imagine? Oh how yeah, especially many... Macho Man. You know. Having, oh man, can you imagine how many women can come out step? saying that they were they felt sexually harassed by half? The, I mean, probably half the guys back the, back then at least. Well, you know the old the old rumor that never has died away that Macho Man slept with Stephanie. Stephanie Man. Yeah. So I mean, and if you rearrange the letters uh, Stephanie McMahon perfectly, it creates Macho Man Randy Savage. So. Oh my God. <laughs> you know that's, that's so freaking random. Oh man. It's so true though. It's funny. I'll, I'll have to mess with it later. Um, next topic. Did you know? Well, I'm sure you knew this by now. Did you know Ronda Rousey is actually officially in a WWE Performance Center training? Yep. And that's pretty exciting. Do you think it's going to be a WrestleMania kind of thing or an actual run? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a WrestleMania thing, and I think depending on how that goes is what will determine whether or not she actually goes for a full-length WWE run. Do you think um, she should, though? That's the question. Like, it's her UFC. I mean, I don't know her, her much about her career besides it not doing a very amazing her last fight or two, but do you think she should probably hang up her UFC boots and come to WWE? Um, you know, I go back and forth with this because 
it's it's like the Brock Lesnar situation. Um, Brock Lesnar was in the UFC. Granted, he was already a name before he got to UFC. Most people will for, forget that, but so many people trash-talked Lesnar before he got to UFC mm-hmm. or when it was announced that he was going to fight that uh, that since he was coming from fake wrestling, he wasn't going to make it. Um, and then, of course, anybody that said that to me, I came back with, um, you guys know that he is a former NCAA Division One wrestler from the University of Minnesota, right? You know, it's like he's not this mm. fake wrestler that people want to dog on. Um, and then he came out and he proved that, you know, he could he could actually hang in the UFC. Was it for a very long tenure? Uh, not really. But did he have success? When you're the UFC heavyweight champion, your fourth professional fight into your career, uh, yeah, you kind of have a little bit of success that you can add to your, be- uh, to your belt now. Um, so... And then we saw, of course, when he took uh, one of his last fi- or his original last fight against Alistair Overeem and uh, was beaten rather quickly in that. He came back to WWE shortly thereafter that um, and just became a, now the, the Brock Lesnar star that we know now, you know. And with Ronda, it's kind of the same situation. Ronda had a very bad outing on her last two fights with the UFC. Um it has completely done away with the mystique and the aura that she had with UFC. Like she's not, you don't see Ronda Rousey everywhere anymore. Do you, you know? Yeah, that's true. She was, she was everywhere during her height of her UFC career. Um, and it's sad that she, that she dropped off and that she didn't redeem herself. Um, and I, I, for one, as a fan of hers, thought it was very uncool of her and, unprofessional of her to never say and even still when she's in interviews uh, I guess one of her stipulations is they are not allowed to ask her about uh, fighting like they're not allowed to ask about UFC or anything like that and I'm like wow so you're really taking a short you're taking the easy way out and you're trying to I guess uh, close this door in a very monotonous way um, instead of just actually owning up to the fact that you got beat and accepting the loss and saying that you just want to move on. You know, you instead are taking an easy road out. And I think that's going to kind of hurt her in the WWE world. And that's kind of why I go back and forth with whether or not I feel like she'll be a success with WWE. Because the only reason WWE wanted to bring her in in the first place was because of the name that she made for herself in the UFC. Yeah. So, So now when you don't have that credibility anymore, is there really anything left that can still be marketed other than that you're a colossal force? You know, are, are they going to give her the Oscar treatment? Is she going to be undefeated for her entire WWE run? Because to me, that's the only way you could make that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you could lead to the Rousey Oscar feud, which that could ball, that could draw money of who loses first. You know, will it be Oscar or Ronda Rousey that loses first? You could, you could go that route. But to me, that would be the only way that you could bring some kind of intrigue to Ronda Rousey being in WWE now. Um, yeah, I, mean, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I want to see her. I mean, it'd be cool to see her just because she... I like I like people who have a real fighting background because every time that's happened, it almost feels like... Uh, I don't know, you want to look for real swings and stuff. So it feels like whenever they get pissed off a little bit, like Lesnar from when he came back from UFC with John Cena and stuff... 
it just matches this felt so much more real because like ooh they can't control their anger a little bit and they kept forgetting they're in a you know a wrestling match and not a UFC you know what I mean yeah it is no, not I'm worried about that stuff um so another topic for you and now since we I wanted to go into more Survivor Series talk a little bit later on in the show because a lot of people may be listen to this later on in the week and they whatever so. I posted on Twitter. I didn't post this as a rumbling reality question, but I was going to use it anyways. So, if you, basically, I posted a meme that showed, uh, if you, basically, it said, if you're going to make your WWE debut, do it at Survivor Series because we have people like The Shield who debuted, Kurt Angle debuted, Taker, Rocky. Mim- hold on, hold on. Are you saying debuted? Debuted or returned? Debuted. Debuted. I always oh, so, well debuted. Yeah, whatever. Debuted. It- Whatever. <laughs> you, you killed my thing. Sting, uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah, Sting, Kurt Angle, um, and Taker. So, I'm going to read off everybody's little predictions, and Travis and me can go and say it could happen, it couldn't happen. We're going to give you ours. Uh, who, would, who would we want to debut or return tonight? Sound cool? Okay. Okay. So, we have. Um, let's go from the very beginning. So. First person, uh, which is the most exciting one to me, this is um, Twitter, the wee joke, the filthy gringo, or at the filthy gringo. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan to replace Shane. Not going to happen. But that would be freaking awesome. It would be awesome, but that would be gonna... That would seriously make my year, honestly. Um, so, though, so we both think it's not going to happen, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's okay. it, it, well, it won't. There's... There's been no, uh, there's, there's, of course, people will say there's been signs of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, when it happens, still, if it does happen, yeah. He's still trying to just get cleared by the doctors, by WWE's doctors. So there's, that's not going to happen. And trust me, um, we're going to know. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to know way before something like this. We're going to know that he's ready to go. And this so, isn't a, this isn't a return or debut, but this is also by the filthy gringo. He said maybe a Jordan heel turn. Jason Jordan heel turn? Yeah. Maybe. Which would be, I, I, be, be kind I of cool. I can see it inside. happening. Um, let's see. San, uh, let's see. Dub Q said Santino. Uh, <laughs> I, I have absolutely no no reason or rhyme for that one. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, would it be funny for a little cameo somewhere? Sure. Uh, at Lloyd at Lloyd Boy 56 said Broken Matt. Which would be ravishing. So here's the thing. Um, well, I'm going to pause this just for a moment because there's been some new developments with the broken Matt Hardy. Yeah. Um, if you didn't already know, and Ooh, I'll a road dog. That, Sorry. <laughs> those that don't know, okay. um, Matt has filed once again for. Um, I, I don't want to say it's a. I want to say it's registration is what it is. So he has once again filed for registration of the broken Matt Hardy name. Um, and I believe it's either in December when he will officially, uh, post it for, for there, because right now it's under review. And if it's approved, then there will be 30 days that an opposing party can contest it. And if after 30 days, nobody, uh, contests it and doesn't, and doesn't show valid cause, they have to show validation for their contestment. They can't just be like, oh, well, no, I'm stopping this for this reason. Mm-hmm. They have to show actual validity for their contestment. Ooh. If it proves 
that nobody contests it and nobody comes after it, nobody questions it within after that 30 days, Broken Matt Hardy is officially his gimmick. So he will own the rights and properties to Broken Matt Hardy at that point. That's so, exciting. I didn't know it was that, that real. So it could be... It could be as quick and as soon as January that, uh, again, if all goes well for Matt Hardy, we could potentially see Broken Matt in WWE come January. That's freaking awesome. Um, let's see. I, I hope it works for him. I really I hope freaking it hope so, too. And, um, I, and I mainly hope it works for him because I still am very much that bitter human being um, as just oh, a yeah. fan that Ed Norhelm and his – whatever the fuck wrestling it is now. I'm yeah. sorry to use the language, but it's true. I mean, whether it's, I think it's officially impact wrestling now, but my God, Oh yeah. you know, that, that company is more bipolar than my ex-girlfriend. So, I mean, I don't know. I or, don't know or current girlfriend page. Do what? No, Do no. what? I said, or current girlfriend. No, I try to yell. I try to yell real loud in case she's in the back listening. She's coloring her hair right now, so I'm sure she heard you. I think you say she's coloring. I go, okay, she's nuts. <laughs> no, <laughs> she's 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 uh, she's up at ten in the morning coloring. Okay, that sounds like a weird. Okay, um, sport uh, at sports are Andy said authors of pain. Uh, I could see that. I actually was thinking uh, an NXT uh, NXT call up tonight, but it yeah, I can see that too. I wasn't thinking AOP. I was thinking somebody else, but that'll be what I get into in a little while. Not a so. giant fan of AOP, but that'd be cool to see it. Um, at Chic Guy 8307 said, Daniel Bryan again. He just said Daniel Bryan in general. They didn't say replacing somebody or something. That's why I had to put it out there. Um, sure. At Bramley the Manly said, Undertaker or The Rock? Uh, Rock? No. Um, he's, he's doing press for movies right Undertaker, now. Undertaker, so maybe, though. Undertaker could make an appearance. Um, I don't think we'll see him, though, until uh, the Raw 25th anniversary show. And I guess um, there's more than one person thinks this way. Or actually, it's multiple people think this way. At Sylvest5021271 said, hope it's Taker. Um, at CW87 said, Daniel Bryan. I mean, people are really hoping for Daniel Bryan and Taker, obviously. People are really hoping for stuff that's just not going to happen right now. <laughs> I know. So, and this is, and you know, and I, I know a lot of people think that I'm being a little, um, cynical. You know, what's, huh? Cynical. Yeah, that's uh, that that works. I was I was trying to think of a different word, but I couldn't remember it. Undisputed. Oh, somebody just posted right now because I posted the word and put it on Rumbling Reality. It's <clears> at Sean My Twenty Five said Undisputed Era takes out the Shield. Ooh, now that I, would I've be said, something. I said before that I would love to see that in the future. It's too early though, right? right huh? Too early. Very. Yeah. I mean, they literally just debuted the Undisputed Era at the last takeover in Brooklyn. So, what if they I, built a new shield? Though? That'd be so cool if Undisputed Era started. Jumping. I think that's what they're going to work. That would be so awesome. I think eventually we can see that. I think we will see the Undisputed Era eventually, um, and I do think they will be called up to the main roster as the trio. So, and I think they. I think the very first thing they should do when they get called up is call out the Shield. I think mm. that would be uh, that'd be amazing if they have. Let me put it this way: if they have a solid NXT run, like if they are a dominant force, like as dominant as what the Shield was um, when they first came into WWE, if they treat them like that in NXT, 
then I think the very first thing they should do when they say these guys are ready for the main roster is have them come out, attack somebody, um, and have them from that point call out the shield and be like, this is, what, this is who we want. This is what we're going to continue to do until they answer the challenge. Yeah. It'd be, it would be that simple. So while it's a great idea, and while I actually do think that they can do that, and it would happen, not right now. It's too soon. Too Way soon. too soon. NXT still needs the high-profile names, and uh, with them picking up a big win at uh, War Games last night, we're not going to see Undisputed but Era on the main so roster. Wouldn't it be so cool if they jumped like Raw and SmackDown and kept them debating and stuff, but their home base was still NXT for a while? That way it would kind of play for both of us. Like It would give them a run at NXT. And then it would make stars from Raw and SmackDown come to NXT for a couple fights here and there just to take it, you know, to get back at them. But it would help NXT ratings and also develop brand brand new stars to a lot of people that don't know uh, these three guys. I mean, that's an awesome idea to keep jumping around to Raw and SmackDown and keep beating up random tag teams and stuff. I'm just saying, though, I'm just saying this, though. If they do that, then you're eliminating the complete concept. Yeah, I mean, come on, though. Freaking what's his names on both the shows? I mean, how I don't want to. I don't want to discuss my displeasures already with the brand split. And yes, Corey Graves being on both is one of them. I mean, um, it's just I like, like Corey on. Graves. It's but... like how does he even like when Raw was invading SmackDown? Now it's like whose side are you picking? Come on. Yeah, it's and that's and that's the biggest problem that I have with Corey Graves doing commentary with both guy uh, both shows is because it's it, it, Eric Bischoff said it best too on his podcast about a month and a half ago where he said having Corey Graves, um, having him be on both shows, you're pretty much diluting the brand split as it is. Oh, yeah. So don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's like, okay, that's <laughs> what it's whatever. I just, it's just, I don't know. It, it, I, and it slowly is pissing me off more and more because I feel like they're doing little things like the John Cena thing. And now with the rumored page comeback, they're not really showing where these people. They're not. They're not brand loyal. They're, you know, don't know who where they're supposed to be because they're free agents. What is yeah, it? And NFL. And who's? What's the number? What's the price they're paying to bring them over? It's just there's no there's no meat to it. It just oh they're jumping around. Oh they're uh, they're free agents. Okay, so anybody could be a free agent anytime then. I mean yeah, and that's and that's the big that's my big thing right now with the brand split is you're not really committing to it. Whereas. Back in 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006, probably right when we started getting to around 2007, 8-ish, definitely uh, they did, like the brand concept was completely done and people were over it by about 2009, 10, and then 11, they completely just did away with it. Um, But especially the early years of the original brand split, man, there was no in between. There was no, oh, this guy's raw, but he'll show up on SmackDown every now and then, or this guy's SmackDown, he'll be over here on Raw for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Like there was none of that. There was none of that. It was a defined roster, and you tuned in to see certain guys on either Monday or Thursday. Period. You know, yeah. and they're completely they're screwing up the revived brand concept. But then again, I don't even know if WWE really cares about their own brand split. Oh, I, I don't know. think they really I don't it's think It's like they this create it's like this creative team didn't create that create that idea so they don't really care about it too much. 
I don't even know if it's that. I just don't think they take it seriously. This goes back again to writers that aren't willing to commit to the exact mold that they have. Because you would think that if somebody was smart enough, uh, and this is just a small snippet, I know, but when JBL left commentary, you would think somebody would have been smart enough to be like, uh, we can't have Corey Graves over here because he's a raw guy. It completely is uh, diluting your concept of oh, yeah. different brands. You would think somebody would have the balls to actually say that because it's like you want this to make sense, right? Or do you just not give a damn? Like let's 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 call it what it is. Yeah, I agree. So and it's, it just didn't it just didn't sit well sit well with me. Never it hasn't for a while now. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, it, it is not against Corey Graves. You know, Corey Graves is just doing his job. I get that, and he's good at it. But, yeah. but don't. It's it again has nothing to do with him. It's more so of the people behind him that should have been smart enough to be like, no, this doesn't make sense. This is completely wrong. We shouldn't do this. That's that's how it should be. So, do you think? Uh, different topic now. Do you think Triple H? Entering in himself in the Survivor Series match um, is really, uh, and for me, it was exciting as hell. You know me, I'm a big Triple H mark. Uh, did you enjoy it? Do you like that concept, or do you think it's uh, Triple H taking more spotlight, or do they need him? Um, well, I'm definitely glad that Jason Jordan's not on that team. Um, <laughs> yeah, my gosh, too soon. Well, and I say that because when you look at the star power that's on the on both teams at this point, Jason Jordan just does not spell star power at all. Um, and let's let's be honest about that because look at Team SmackDown. Shane McMahon, who quote-unquote is the commissioner, but is still one of the most over-talents on SmackDown, period. Always gets cheered. Always oh, yeah. gets a oh, great yeah. reaction. Oh, yeah. So Shane, Shane is, a, is a great pick. Um, I could not believe when they announced John Cena was going to be the fifth member. How'd you feel I about that? Like, um, this goes back to our whole free agent thing just now. I'm like, well, this is stupid. I mean, you're you're devoting an entire show to Raw versus SmackDown. Exactly. But you're having a guy who claims to be a free agent and can go wherever he wants. You're letting him be <laughs> on Team SmackDown. So, so you're telling us now he's a SmackDown guy, right? But he mm -hmm. could show up on Raw tomorrow night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The first thing I thought too was like, okay. I mean, I love John Cena. You know I me. Mean? I love John Cena too. It was like, uh, okay. Yeah. So that I kind of have a little bit of a slight issue with. Um, but I get, I get Cena's a star power, and Cena was going to be on the show anyway. Yeah. Um, it just originally was going to be in a different role. Um, he's now back in the active part of it. Um, John Cena's stardom speaks for itself. Randy Orton is kind of the same way. Um, having them on the same team obviously is a good stardom power uh, unit there. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura has kind of floundered a little man. bit on the main oh, roster. Sadly, man, he's really floundered. He he has. It's not saying that he doesn't get reactions because he does, and fans still like him. But he's because definitely of his interest. not. At the, well, and it's not it's not that. It's just the 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 audience that the NXT audience had is way different from the WWE. Definitely. Oh, yeah. You know, so so it's going to feel a little bit different. But it, to Shinsuke's credit, he's he's done good about getting over a little bit. So he's still a top name. He's still a top guy, and that's great. Bobby Roode speaks for himself because 
even being on SmackDown for the short amount of time he's, he has, people are getting behind him. And he's he's making a name for himself. So he's definitely one of those guys that's going to carry the brand over the next year. So definitely needs to be on there. He's, he's a quote-unquote newer guy, but he definitely deserves to be on that team. Um, then you've got Raw, where you've got Kurt Angle, again, speaks for himself. Braun Strowman, who's arguably the hottest commodity that they've got right now. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor, I would argue that same point, is that he is arguably almost in the Shinsuke Nakamura sense to a degree uh, for a little while. Um, after his feud with Bray, it was like, you know, people were, people are still behind him and people still like him, but it's like he hasn't really done something to wow anybody yet, yeah. you know? Um, and that's, and I'm not saying that out of disrespect either, because I'm a huge Balor mark. You know this as well as anybody. Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. Balor's still a name, but he's still, he's still relevant. Um, Samoa Joe, definitely good pick, almost along the same lines as the Bobby Roode pick, is that he's a guy that's going to carry the brand over the next year as a top heel. Mm. Um, I totally see that. And then you add Jason Jordan. I mean, let's <laughs> think of that. Just oh, just yeah. let that let that sink in for that for that week that we had that announced. Jason Jordan. <laughs> I'm sorry. I agree with what Booker T said on his heated conversations blog, which got a lot of controversial topics right out of the way. Is Booker T flat out said, "I don't like Jason Jordan." Not because he's a bad kid, not because he hasn't uh, he's done necessarily anything wrong. It's just what has he done as a character? What is what yeah. is different about him? Definitely. What makes I, him I stand out? You know, and that's what Booker T was saying. He's like, it's not that he's a bad uh, a bad guy or a bad kid. It's just he's done nothing to wow me. He's he's not shown me any reason for him to be in a spot that he is at this moment. So, and he's right. You know, he's 100% right. Jason Jordan hasn't done anything to be in the spot that he's in right now. Yeah. You know, and he's, and no offense to him, I'm sure he's trying to do the best that he can, but he hasn't really done anything important enough or impressive enough for me to go, okay, wow, this guy is somebody to watch now, you know? Oh, I, is oh, he a man. great wrestler? He's a great wrestler, no doubt about it. Um, needs some work on the character, but still isn't too bad. But man, he's just not connecting right now why do you think WWE is pushing him then because it's the Roman Reigns thing yeah. man. it's the Roman Reigns theory I, I talked about it on this exact same show a couple episodes ago WWE has this fascination about picking out guys now and they want <laughs> to force them down your throat and it's like guys we're the fans we're telling you who we like but we're don't telling you, think you it's who's like a good. form of trolling because they're creating more controversy and people talk about it more the more they push it down our throats. So are they winning in the long run? I mean, there's there's somebody that could argue that because that's that's definitely the Roman Reigns mythology at this moment. They've pushed and pushed and pushed, and Roman Reigns, for for all intents and purposes, as many people may not like this, he is the new John Cena. Mm -hmm. He's they, he he outsells everybody else in merchandise. Who's Jordan? No, no, Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah, okay. I was like, Roman I... Reigns has already been noted as being a top merchandise grower when John Cena is away. Nobody even comes close to his product sales is what he does. Mm -hmm. So who else do you have? You know, Dave Meltzer pointed that out before. It's like, okay, well, if he's not the top guy, then who else do you have? 
they're not going to bank on somebody who's in their 30, like in their late 30s. You know, people would say AJ Styles. I would be one to say AJ Styles. AJ Styles is 38 years old. You're not going to replace your top star, John Cena, who just turned 40, with another guy who's 38, two years away from being that 40. That's a good point, but his tenure wasn't in WWE, so he could go, I get, long, he could go longer, and he has a different point. Different. That's he, yeah. What? Go ahead. No, no, you go. No, no, you good. But that's that. What you're pointing out there is his his tenure wasn't in WWE. That's a that's another good point. His best years, granted, while he's having some of the best moments, uh, wrestling wise, probably here with WWE. I know us as fans that have been AJ Styles fans. Um, for years, yeah. he's having some great matches in WWE, but his best years as a performer were away from WWE. His his prime was away from WWE. You know what I mean? He spent almost his entire 30s either in Ring of Honor, New Japan, or TNA. Oh, yeah. You know, it was one of those three. So it's not saying that AJ couldn't be the guy, but in WWE's head they're not going to replace their top guy who, again, just turned 40, and it's only because of his age. If AJ was still, like, in his late 20s or even his early 30s, he could easily replace John Cena. But it's only because of his age that he will not replace John Cena. And it's the same with Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's in the same spot. Really? Roman Reigns is in, I believe, his late 20s, early 30s, so they still have at least a good 10 years of this guy if he stays healthy. So, how old is Rude? Huh? How old is Rude? 38. Really? I believe so. 38, I he, 39. I thought, he, I thought he looked older, but I always thought he was younger. I thought he was younger too, but no, he's, he's either 38 or 39. Wow. Um, yeah. So, I mean, what do you got, you know? And and that's really what but, it comes down to. I know but that's, just, kind of that's just the nowadays kind of thing. Back in the day a wrestler starting their career around 35 and then, you know, staying until 15, 20 years, it wasn't unheard of. I mean, really. Ric Flair... Uh, actually, pla- it was. It really was No, some of. of the top guys were There's older. There's only one guy that ever started wrestling at the oh, age maybe, of Oh, maybe started, okay. yes. But I'm saying many of the guys in their prime and how they got, when they got popular or when they, how they stayed popular was 40s and above. Was in their 30s going, uh, it was in their 30s. And then, okay. yeah. Well, they uh, got they popular just, in their 30s their and stayed around for their 40s. But right. I mean, there's right. many guys, minis. Many. Rick Flair, Taker. Yeah, I get where you're going with that. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I completely agree with that. But that goes back to my point of saying AJ's 38 years old. Bobby Roode's 38 years old. Yeah. You're not going to base your top guy on somebody that could easily not be there after about two to five years. You know what I mean? That's a good point. You yeah. have to build your you have to build your company around somebody, you know. And so, unfortunately, Roman Reigns for some people is that guy. And I completely get thinking of it from a business aspect. Completely understand why WWE is doing what they're doing. As a fan, I hate it because it's like you're you're taking away something that we once had the power of, yeah. which was we're telling you who's the stars, we're telling you who we want to see, and you either take care of it. And WWE is like, well, guess what? We're a Fortune 500 plus company now. You can leave because we've got our demographic, and it's kids. We don't care, yeah. you know. So, you know. It, so basically, it, you're it, saying it, you can't base your next top guy who's already almost in, almost 40 years old. Unfortunately, no. Okay, I, I want to say that because it's probably going to be one of the headlines on the thing. 
that's fine because from a business standpoint, you, I mean, it wouldn't make sense. It would not make sense, period. And if anybody out there wants to debate that, I would love to see you try to show me how that's true. There's very few times in wrestling where somebody – actually, again, there's only one time in wrestling that somebody has ever started their career, period, at the age of 35 and went on to be a world's champion, and that's Diamond Dallas Page, period. That's, that's a good reference. Yeah, right. That's it. Ain't nobody else ever done it. Nobody else will ever do it, more than likely, because wrestling is not an old man's sport. I'm sorry, it's not. You know, you have to you have to be in this when you're young. You have to start doing this when you're young. So because you're saying you there's no, there's no hope for me because I'm uh, 30 years old now. Cool. If you want to put in the time and the determination, dude, go for it. But you better. But, uh, be here's the thing, though. You are the only person who can call my matches, so you have to travel around wherever I go. Are you down? I with mean, that? just make sure you pay me adequately, and we'll be good. I'll pay you in uh, freaking. I don't know. See, if you can't already say money, then I, we're already done. Deal's off Well, table. sorry, bro. We're friends, so you should uh, just to get, uh, help me out here. Hey, I got bills to pay, and I got a mouth to feed, so leave me okay, alone. Okay, okay, he's Slater. <laughs> oh, and according to, because Paige overheard that, she said, and a girlfriend of uh, spoils. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, you want to break down but these? Anyway, we, were, we drifted off. Uh, we got off on a different topic, though, but we were saying this, Triple H being on the Raw team, Help out, yes. Star power wise, great. It was it was a great move, and it honestly it got me more intrigued for Survivor Series. But the oh team man, matchup. me too. I was so freaking excited. Yep. So honestly, like I said, it's them calling all these audibles last month has been for the benefit of the show because oh, it yeah. makes it really does make me want to see Survivor Series. But tonight, I will have to watch Survivor Series on replay because I'm going to the Ring of Honor show in Oklahoma City. So what? Yeah. That's exciting, but you're gonna miss Survivor Series. Yeah, I have a cool girlfriend who bought me a birthday ticket, uh, birthday tickets to Ring of Honor. So, well, that's pretty exciting. I always want to go. I've always wanted to go one of their things. When's your birthday? Me your too. Birthday's not today. My birthday was a month ago, dude. Did like say, over a month ago. Did I tell you I had a birthday? I forgot. Yeah, I mean, shoot, they still have tickets on sale if you want to go. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm not too, I'm too lazy. They, are they still on sale? That's kind of sad. Dude, Ring of Honor is, I mean, that's hardcore wrestling fans, but why dude. is it not sold out, though? I, I mean, it could be. I haven't seen, oh, it. I haven't seen anything. I was going to say. Go, you can always go check online when we get on, we get done with the show and find out. Yeah, it's true. Maybe a little too lazy for that, though. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have as much energy as you kids. Oh, I know. Trust me. Again, <laughs> if it wasn't for the fact that I've been wanting to see a Ring of Honor show, I probably I know. That's the exciting part. I've always wanted to see one before. Aren't, don't they come to Oklahoma once in a while? I mean, the, our area? Like in a once in a blue moon. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's very rare. That's yeah, pretty cool. She bought you tickets, though. Huh? I want a girlfriend that buys me tickets. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm not a, uh, Not everybody can be as lucky. So, as basically, what do you do for her, asshole? Do I? What do you do for her in return? Or do I want to know? I, well, I can't tell you what, what I got her for Christmas. She's standing right here. Yeah, she could also listen to the podcast and see, too. So yeah. Yeah, right? Um, well, oh, and according to what she said, too, because she was doing you a favor and looking at it, they said that she said they still have tickets, so. Hmm. Well, for some reason, I actually have the willpower to go. What time is it? Uh, bell times is at 7 o'clock, and if you want to pay 20 or 30 bucks, um, but I, and I want to I 
clarify this, it's 20 or 30 bucks for each guy, depending on who it is. They're having a meet and greet uh, for the Ring of Honor stars uh, 90 minutes before the show starts. Is uh, Bullet Club or Cam Omega going to be there? Marty Scroll will be there. The Young Bucks will be there. Cody will be there. Jay oh, will man. Be there. Yep. If, if Kenny Omega was going to be there, I would seriously say I'm probably down for that. Yeah, well, Kenny, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about. Kenny I don't think so. Because I literally. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Listen to Cole Cabana's last podcast uh, recently. It was really good. Cole Cabana. It's uh, all the Bullet Clubs on there, and uh, Kenny Omega. And it was a recent interview, and uh, Kenny Omega was just literally talking about how it sucks that he's in Japan right now, and all the Bullet Clubs all in USA doing stuff. Yeah. Oh, and uh, just as another headline too. For the intermission of the Ring of Honor show tonight, another meet and greet guy is Bully Ray. So he's retired. I know, but he's, a has been. he's still there, huh? He's a has been, bro. I'm just kidding. Whatever um, you liked, Bully Ray. I don't know oh yeah, oh yeah. Come on, I'm just kidding. Um, do you want to spend some time to break? So something notes? to think about when we get done with the show. That's true. I know we've already gone the show pretty long, but we did. It. We need to make up for last week. Do you want to do the Survivor Series uh, predictions real quick? Yes, yes. Okay. Do we? Because so we're we already approaching over an hour, and I know you always want to go. So, yeah, well, that's okay. So, uh, okay. let me get yeah, the let me get the match card out. I had it saved. Hold on. Let's see. Survivor Series match card. Welcome to the greatest. Oh my God! What the heck? We don't need that this morning, buddy. Nobody needs that. No, let's get the let's get the theme music going while we talk about it. It's. I don't have it available. That'd be fun. Do you what's who's oh, really? the band? And I'll get in trouble. I cannot put the full music on here. Damn it! I know it's called copyrights what, and. What about stuff. just snippets? <laughs> yeah, there's actually uh, big legal stuff with that now too. They're saying that you can't do more like ten seconds of snippets now or less. I was like, what? And then YouTube won't let you do more than any any amounts of any song. You have to have rights yeah. for every song. I was like, oh my god. Okay, let's do the match card real quick. Enzo cool. Amore versus Kalisto, WWE Cruiserweight Championship match. Neville interferes after Ooh. Enzo retains the title. Already? Yes, I think so. Ooh, I would like that. I am down with that. Um, not a huge Enzo fan, but Enzo has been winning me over the last few months. Uh, Kalisto, no thank you. because he could, Kalisto doesn't even know when he has the title or not. So, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> yeah, oh, I God, do. It was like, oh my gosh. I'll go for Enzo. Let's see. Next one. Oopsie doopsie. Uh, the Miz versus Baron Corbin, which is – actually, I'm pretty excited for. I'm not. No? Um, well, I like no. the Miz. He's been doing real well, so I want to give him credit. I like, I like Miz. Um, I just – I don't like the match. Um, Why? I just, because it's not really well done, first off. Um, granted, they've done good about doing promo work on their social media accounts to hype the match, but it's just – you got two heels against each other, and I'm not really feeling it. You know, if it was a heel versus face situation, it'd be a little bit different. Mm. But I'm just not really that stoked for it. But of the two, I'm picking Miz. So I am gonna pick Miz too because what what's the point of um, having a you know, Corbin win? He isn't really showing anything personally. That he's I don't think Corbin's gonna be in around a long time. Honestly, the way he acts and stuff, it just doesn't seem like he's really into it. Man, that, we'll what do see. you think? We'll see. Okay. Um, That's a topic we can discuss yeah, that's at another time. Women's traditional match, and there's an open spot left. No, there's not. It's showing there's an open spot left still. 
Uh, there's not though. They oh yeah, Bailey. Just yesterday. I forgot. No. Bailey? No. Oh who? Bailey. Bailey's the Raw final, but they had that open spot on SmackDown's team, and it was filled yesterday, according to WWE.com. Who is it? Natalia. Blah. Who right. do you think? Uh, who do you want to win, or who do you think's gonna win? Oh crap! Never mind. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing all that. I'm just picking who I who I want to win. Uh, so, um, God, I was I I was really hoping for a page return on Team SmackDown. I know. Because I, I totally was gonna be like Team SmackDown. Hell yeah. Um, but I think I still I'm still gonna go Team Raw on this one. I uh, I cannot do with who do you think. Um, Team Raw. I'm Team Raw too. Um, Alexa Bliss for Charlotte Flair. I honestly had this conversation with somebody before I give my prediction on this one. Um, this is going to be the match that I think could easily solidify Charlotte as being one of, if not the best female worker of all time. And this why? is why I say that. Because Alexa Bliss, as much as I enjoy Alexa Bliss, she is definitely more character than she is wrestler. So the the thing that really sets a talent apart from being somebody that you want to work with as opposed to somebody you're just working with mm -hmm. is whether or not you can make your opponent look like a million freaking bucks, right? Her father, Ric Flair, was infamous for being able to Definitely. face the crappiest of wrestler ever, and he still made that guy look like a billion dollars. He's, right? yeah, he's known for that. Charlotte Flair is in a situation that I think the pressure is more so on her than anybody else. Because if she can make Alexa Bliss look like she is a five-star wrestler tonight, then I'm telling you right now, Charlotte Flair will be, in my book, the greatest women's wrestler ever. In you, my you opinion. You think so already? It's pretty early in her career, no? Nope. I don't think it's early in her career at all. She, okay. has, she has displayed many a times of having great matches. So, uh, Sasha Banks uh, pulled out a great match with Alexa Bliss, and if Sasha Banks can do it, I do think Charlotte can do it. But if she can't, then I think you would actually have to rule her as being a close second. But of this match, oh man, it's it's hard for me to pick it, but I'm going I'm going Charlotte in this one. Okay, well I am going who I like more, and that is definitely Paige, because I feel like Paige. Paige. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alexa Bliss. Okay. Oh, God. Alexa Bliss. Why well, I like Paige, too. Alexa Bliss. No, I'm talking about your girlfriend, not Paige. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going for Alexa Bliss. I've always liked her more, and she's better on the mic to me. And I think, uh, I'm not saying Charlotte Flair's give, things are given to her, but she definitely has an easier, easier role to play, an easier battle in WWE than most women. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Next one is going to be The Shield versus New Day. I am really looking forward to watching this one. Are you? Yes. I just yes. don't know. I'm not really super excited for it, but it may, it may be something different. It's going to be too comical. The, I mean, the New Day's make New no. Day. Makes no. Okay. No, it won't. It will not be too comical. Um, and I'll tell you why. With what they did on th on Tuesday, having the Shield come out and invade like, the way they did with Team Raw and all that, yeah, this is going to be a situation where yes, the New Day is still going to do their traditional stuff to get the crowd hyped and everything, but they're going to kind of do exactly what they did at Hell in the Cell with the Usos. It's going to be like, okay, we need to get down to business because let's face it, you can't have a pure co a comedic act when you're facing the top three guys 
of the WWE for the last five years, which yeah. is the Shield. Okay, you can't, you cannot have a team be full comical in that role. So I do believe you're still going to see a serious New Day. And if that's the case, people want to underestimate the New Day and say that they aren't really that well of a three-man team. They've been one of the most successful three-man teams of the last two, three, uh, five years now. More, yeah. So when you've got when you've got both teams like that that have been widely successful as a unit, man. This could be this could be just as good as what the Shield and Wyatts were when they faced off. No, I sure hope so. And um, I'm hoping it's gonna be a good match. I'm just I just kind of feel like uh, um, you know, New uh, Day makes everything a, a comical act, and Shield has been more I wouldn't say comical, but they've been less serious and less dark than they have in the past. So both teams are a little more comical besides Reigns. I mean, Seth Rollins is a little dark too, still. But I'm saying like Dean Ambrose and different people. They just they kind of do a lot of jokes now and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they used to be. When they were old Shield, it was so dark and so like different. Now it's like just like they're just more comical. I don't know. Hopefully it's good. Uh, let's pick. I'm gonna pick. Oh man, I'm gonna go with the Shield. Cool. Uh, I think you, I'm gonna go, go with Shield too. Okay, Shield too. Uh, the Bar. Finally, they're calling him the Bar. Hopefully, is that gonna stick? I don't know. They keep. Sw- I feel like they call him the Bar on the. They call him the Bar on the announce team, and then all of a sudden the little thing pops up, and they just say their names. Um, Sheamus. Zaro, I know. Yeah. Uh, so the bar versus Usos. I think this is actually going to be a really good match, and Me I'm too. picking Sheamus and Cesaro. The bar. Me too. Um, five on five. Traditional Survivor Series match. Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown, which would consist of Kurt, uh, Shane, John Cena, Shinsuke, Randy Orton, and Rude, right? Bobby Rude. Yes. Yeah, I had, I had to remember. Um, who do you think I would pick, Travis? Out of all these teams, we have Triple H on a team and Kurt Angle. I'm going with Team Raw. All right, so we're on opposing sides tonight. SmackDown Ooh. versus Raw. And the, the major match of the night, Lesnar versus Styles. Oh. Let's take, let's take a minute because we didn't talk about it. We can, we can reserve a couple minutes for this. I know you're ready to go, but who – I mean, do you think there is um, repercussions for one person losing this match? Like if Styles were to actually win against Lesnar, would it hurt? It would have really hurt Lesnar, or would it even would it hurt Styles if Lesnar won? I don't think it would hurt Lesnar at all if Styles won. Um, do I think the WWE would be that giving to <laughs> let Styles win? Um, I don't know. To an arguable W, he's I mean, arguably Brock Lesnar's a WWE guy, so. See, and here's and here's my thing. And this goes to, I wonder if Paul Heyman would even be able to slip them this little bug in their ear. Um, this could actually turn out to be a really good match. Oh, yeah. Um, between oh, yeah. Lesnar and Styles. And if it is, like, I would honestly say this has just as much of a possibility of being a good match as CM Punk versus Brock Lesnar was at SummerSlam 2013. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good, yeah, I remember that. And I honestly... I'm totally going to go for my Mark side in this one, yeah. and I am totally going 100% Team SmackDown and AJ Styles for tonight. Yeah, I want to – hey, were you SmackDown all the way tonight? No, no. I don't it think felt so. like most of the things you picked were SmackDown. I think I think most of them were, yes, but I do believe I picked I picked the bar and the Miz. You're right, you're right. Okay, you're right, you're right. I am going to go AJ Styles because – 
I'm getting kind of tired of Brock Lesnar destroying everybody so easily and with... Well, no... I'm sick and tired of that fucking universal title, excuse my language again. What is it? What is the universal title? I mean, what is it? It's just like not there. It's like it's some brand new title that was introduced less than what, a year and a half ago? Mm-hmm. And we've seen it, what, f- 10 times in person? 15 times? Now, to be fair, the times that we have seen it, they've been for big marquee matches. Don't get I me hope wrong. so. It's a marquee title. Right. Which, I mean, to Lesnar's credit and, and his popularity and his namesake, he's done well about putting credibility with that title. That's true, but, I guess. But I'm sick and tired of the the title for Raw not being on the show. And it just so, feels like that title means nothing personally. I mean, I feel like their WWE title that Styles is holding is the true title. I mean, it's and some would argue that right now is that it's just the opposite, that the Universal title means more than what the WWE title has over the last six months because of the Jinder the, Mahal title reign. That's a good point. Uh, but, I mean, at least, I mean, they give it to a at guy. At least the title was there, you know. At least the title was there. The guy holding the title worked his butt off, and that's not arguable. He did work his butt off. He's he always did. Jinder did try. He's yeah. always on the mic, and they gave it to him for a long time. Uh, that's just, which is good. It shows like the title's not switching every week and every month. Like, well, I guess the universal title doesn't switch either. But on the other hand, we all know when Styles face faces Ginger Mahal in India for the WB title match, we wonder who's going to win that match. Well, that's not even going to be a match. So, oh, I heard it's going to be a match. No, no, that the India show is only down to one show now, and the marquee match is Ginger Mahal versus Triple H. H. I so. wrote about that too. I for oh. I, freaking wrote about that too I'm sorry, I forgot I thought that was a different match I didn't know about well um, pretty long show I think it's the longest show we've ever had Travis or close I am not saying that I'm sick and tired of us saying that when we go long shows so. you never say I think it's, it's the longest show we've ever had Ramsey well here's <laughs> I'm sorry I'm just me I just I just say things I just I just see the facts I'm like hey well maybe Travis does not know because he's not on the recording side of things so he but is this a fact? Is it a fact of being the longest show? I don't know, Travis. Well, you need to go through our little um, you know, archive of stuff and go see. Is this the longest show? We'll have to find out You're next Mr. week. You're Mr. Facts, then. man. We'll have to find out next week. Yeah, we will. Uh, I guess that means people need to tune in and find out if that was our longest show, and maybe we'll top it next week. I don't know. I hope not, because I'm tired as hell right now. I'm back asleep. Uh, <laughs> well, guys, I have to say goodbye. Um, but we will definitely be here next time and I'll let Travis do what he always does. Bam, go. Yes, yes. So please like us on Facebook. Go follow us on that Twitter feed. Visit WWE's one-stop shop for rumors at rumblingrumors.com where you can also not only read the latest news and gossip going around WWE and the wrestling world as a whole, but you can also get some free cool HD wallpaper that was designed by yours truly, not me yours truly the other yours truly ramsey and as always take care and do something with your hair and i'll be putting out some winter christmas ones soon too all right guys you have a good one and i'll see you next week we'll see y'all later peoples